to That Could Work on a Mission Field, a podcast of Mission Nation Publishing. This is Sarah Siang. Here we highlight and speak with missionaries to America about the very present and growing mission fields that exist across the nation. Join us to learn from these missionaries as they push forward to spread the good news of Jesus Christ in their diverse communities. Tony, how are you doing today? Doing great by God's grace. All that's what I say is all my kids are saved, so I'm the best. <laughs> so you mentioned your kids and you mentioned to me you have six kids. Kind of take us through your family and kind yeah. of uh, what things are about these days. Yeah, so I am a Filipino-born Lutheran pastor that met my wife, who's German background, years ago, 30-something years ago. We've been married going on 28 years, and we couldn't have kids for a couple years. So we're praying to God, Lord, what would you have us do? All this, and then by God's grace, number one came, then number two, and then three, four, five, six, six children, three boys, three girls. <laughs> and uh, it's been a blessing um, to be able to raise them up in, the, in the, just the nurture and knowledge of who, who our Lord and Savior Jesus is, and then see them use their giftedness in the church, which I'm so just proud of. So Now you have um, been in Troy, Michigan for about 15 years is what you mentioned, right? Yeah, this is my second call. My first call for six years was to be a uh, missionary to Bosnian Muslims living in St. Louis, refugees. Uh, So I was uh, working cross-culturally with not just Bosnians, but also any of uh, the ones that were coming over in that wave uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s of refugees uh, to be able to just be their friend and then to be able to share Jesus with them from John chapter 15. Uh, I no longer call you servants. Instead, I call you friends for whatever uh, you learn uh, from me, from my heavenly father, I've made known to you. Uh, kind of paraphrasing, but that's really the friendship model of, of evangelism started my first call. And then bringing that here to uh, Troy, Michigan uh, for the last 15 years as their outreach pastor. Mm. So, you know, when, when I hear you speak about uh, your experiences and your things, now, has cross-cultural ministry and that missional heart, has that always been in you? When has that developed um, yeah, throughout that, your life? That really developed uh, initially when I, when I first opened God's Word, because I'd go to Mass as a Roman Catholic, and I would hear the Gospel and, and, and do the Mass thing. But really what penetrated my heart is when I first opened up the the Bible for myself and started reading God's Word. And I was newly married, and this woman from Latvia came over through the YMCA program. We had her to our house. She she went from one host house to to ours, and I shared the gospel. She was baptized, and that really just lit my fire to say, oh, the gospel is actually powerful. It's the word of God and living and active. Um, mm-hmm. And so I began to, to share my faith because, you know, once you, you find out the, 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 the pure gospel message, you want to share that with, with others right away. Um, I did that with her. I did that with my coworker. Um, and, and through that, to see God work was amazing. And so I, I was just an usher at Christ Memorial Lutheran Church, you know, working with Mm -hmm. with youth. And then my pastor said, hey, to my wife, has Tony ever considered seminary? Off I went to seminary, and um, that gospel heart just stayed with me to be able to 
to share to whoever God places in front of me to, to have spiritual conversations. Um, and then I began to teach how to do that, you know, because really Jesus modeled for us how to have spiritual conversations with, with Nicodemus, you know, you, you have to be born again. Well, how can I be born again? You know, the woman at the well, I have this living water. How, how does that happen? So uh, to be able to teach how to notice, how to pray for, how to listen, how to ask questions, how to love and welcome uh, is a blessing to, to, to be able to do that um, to, to people uh, that I serve. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, 15, 15 years now and, and going at uh, yeah. Faith Lutheran Church, right? In yes. Troy, Michigan as um, Associate Outreach Pastor. Now, tell us about um, your work and maybe we'll start recently, right, with new things you've, you've oh, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, within uh, the Detroit area, there's a pocket of Bengali refugees that are mostly Muslim. Um, there was a, a missionary pastor that we've been associated with named Elio Borigi. Uh, been trying very hard to, to reach that group, which is very resistant. But along the way, he also started a ministry in Bangladesh. Uh, and our hope is to have Elio go back to Bangladesh. He's an American citizen, just became one about four years ago. But uh, to gather some Lutheran churches to see this vision of training up the five pastors that he has there. There's 10 churches, well, really five established, five preaching stations. We've created a Bengali Lutheran Mission Society uh, with about three other pastors in, in the, the Detroit area, and then one uh, congregation in St. Louis uh, uh, through my son, who's an SMP. Uh, we are going to, to uh, help him uh, not have to work in Bangladesh, but support him and the five pastors uh, financially. And then as he gets established, uh, to have him uh, develop this ministry even more, uh, where the country of Bangladesh, there's 245 million living in a space as small as the state of Iowa. Very poor country. They, they're on top of each other over there, and it's mostly Muslim and Hindu. Uh, but there are converts based on his ministry. So, um, yeah, look us up on Bengali Lutheran Mission Society.org. It's very exciting for us to establish that just this year. Brand new things and then things that you've been developing for quite some time now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about um, the Iraqi population yes. that you've been connecting with throughout yes. your time there. So I went from uh, Little Bosnia in St. Louis, Mala Bosnia, where there's probably 70,000 Bosnians now there to a community with maybe even more Iraqi Chaldeans. Uh, and just with your the, the biblical history, Abraham, named Abram, was from Ur of the Ware, Ur of the Chaldees. So uh, he picked a Chaldean. Nebuchadnezzar uh, was Chaldean, the Babylonians. And so there's a little, we call it Little Babylon, where I live right now. <laughs> These people are coming from my background. I was a Roman Catholic. They are Roman Catholic. Some are practicing, some are not. But we open up our church by doing uh, citizenship classes, by doing English as second language classes, by having sewing classes for for women that are uh, coming from uh, tortured uh, Christians. Uh, There's an Arabic letter called Nun. It's like an N, Hebrew too, Nun. And what the uh, terrorist groups would do is mark a Nun 
in on their home to say you have to pay the jizya or the tribute or you or the next day or the next week we're coming to kill you if you don't convert or pay us and so a lot of these refugees come over to the detroit area because they've they know there's iraqis already established here and so right. we get to to meet these refugees and uh i've been having a bible class with a lot of them and the way i describe it for 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 the lutheran uh christians is that these Catholics are Christian, but they just don't know the gospel uh, purely. Like, you know, there's yeah. too much doctrine of the church. There's too much works related to that, like I experienced. And to be able to have them open the Bible themselves, to have them argue with, I'm going to throw out an Arabic word, abuna. Abuna means father. So little, little did I know that I would actually be called Father Tony coming from a Roman Catholic church, but I'm a Lutheran pastor. They call me, <laughs> they call me Abuna Tony. And, and we, we fight almost, yell at each other, but love each other. And I say, oh, dear Lord, did I kick them out of the kingdom? And lo and behold, they're back again to, to open up the word of God and, and to be able to have that relationship where I know they're going to be in the kingdom because they have the grace and not the works is a beautiful thing. And uh, we've been doing that for probably six, seven years now. Good wow. stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. And and you mentioned that you have, um, because of the different populations that you've worked with, you picked up some languages. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so um, serving as my first call in, in, in the Bosnian uh, culture, uh, I just learned how to speak the Bosnian language. And so mm -hmm. I know enough to get me into trouble there, but enough to mm -hmm. be able to speak and, and to say, you know, welcome, like, you know, Dobrodošli in the Bosnian language or uh, in, in the Arabic language, Ellen was Salen, which means welcome. You know, Ellen was Salen to, to Iman Kanisa means faith church. Iman means faith, mm -hmm. Kanisa means church. So to be able to have those phrases learned and spoken so that they can actually understand what I'm saying opens up all kinds of conversations. They're more free to speak their broken English. I'm more free to speak my broken Arabic or my broken Bosnian or whatever it is. And, uh, and then they, they then speak to me and then I can, oh, you need groceries for our food pantry? Oh, you need to know how to, to, to be an American citizen? Oh, you need to know how to do this COVID shot or whatever else? We, uh, we just help, uh, we help people and love on them. So important. Um, you've mentioned a lot of things that uh, make sense in, in building those relationships, right? You meet yes. some of their basic needs and maybe different things that you know uh, could help. You've mentioned the ESL classes, uh, the church being a resource for them to help them on that level, but then engaging in those relationships to yes. uh, meet them with the gospel. So, you know, in the context of, you know, Faith Lutheran, right? And, and yes. we've, we've talked about... Um, actually countless of times throughout all my various episodes that I've done, um, I always come back to, you know, being a church in, in America with our diversifying populations and communities that are growing um, for the church to be the church, you know, it's, it's no longer, we come to church, sit down, hear the sermon, you know, give our confession, drink some coffee, feel good. And, and we leave. Right. Yet the sign um, always says you're now entering the mission field, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. I think exactly. we miss that a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. And so now, you know, in, in, in your context, what are, what are you doing at Faith? You've talked about um, equipping your congregation, your members. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned your job is to do or is to teach them about yes. what you do, right? Yeah, to, to equip them. And so yeah. through our small group process, especially in COVID times now, uh, what can we have on YouTube channels? What can we, we do with blogs? Whatever it is that, that our people can be equipped um, and I don't know how it is for the rest of the pastors, but, you know, when you preach a sermon, you have them for, for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever it is on a Sunday, but then they can go off and listen to whoever they want to, uh, uh Christian wise. And you don't know who they're grabbing from, right. Who they're listening for podcasts or who they're, they're trying to teach. But so for us as Lutheran pastors to provide for our people who want to see us instead of going somewhere else, we're trying to to develop that for them um, besides the, you know, the standard Bible class, Bible class, come sit and listen. And so uh, what I'm really trying to do is kind of do it two ways. One is to do this pre-evangelism work. I I mentioned it before, um, before you even are able to share the gospel, you have Mm -hmm. to build friendships. And how do you build friendships? Well, we teach how Jesus modeled, notice them. You know, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Notice it. Pray for them so that they're in the forefront of your minds. And know, as you notice, as you observe who they are, what they do, what makes them um, uh, tick, you know, uh, I need, I need uh, to be a U.S. citizen. I need help with groceries, whatever it is. You, we're praying for them and we're listening. We always, you know, use the two ears that God gave us versus the one mouth. And so as a pastor, that's hard to do. And it's hard to teach because we want to talk a lot, right? But if you <laughs> listen more than you speak, it, it, it just opens up doors. And then you ask questions more so that you can listen more. And then you love them and you welcome them. Um, and those are the kinds of things that just uh, with each one of those that I just said, noticing, praying, listening, asking questions, loving, welcoming, there are different ways to do that. And so we right. have a class just for that to teach um, and then when they're in a small group, uh, a good friend, colleague of mine, Greg Finke, has two books called Joining Jesus on His Mission. I believe that the, the actual Concordia Seminary is using those for a class, a mission class. Mm-hmm. I teach my people, my small groups, how to do that. And now they're regularly accountable and they're, they're praying for each other. How can I, we help each other in this situation with a pre-Christian friend? And so to be able to equip in those ways, our people is just going to, you know, uh, my hope is multiply outreach within our congregation. Right, right. Can you imagine if that was all up to you, Pastor Tony, right? Only you can bring bring in people. Only you can do that outreach work, but to equip everyone. um, And I think small groups is a really important emphasis like like you mentioned, to be accountable to each other, yeah. to check in on each other, and how different situations are going, and to support yeah. each other, and to yeah. be intentional about it, and say, you know, right. from one from from one Christian to another, hey, you mentioned so and so who's not a believer. How's that going? God gifted me in the game of soccer and the knowledge of soccer. I I have a na- I'm a nationally licensed coach. Uh, this year, because of COVID, closing down community uh, soccer leagues, I said. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm passionate and so passionate about soccer. We have fields in our, uh, in our um, space, our acreage. We're mm-hmm. going to have an adult soccer league at Faith Lutheran Church. And, you know, that's what was on my heart. I said, how can we make this happen? 
I have the the clout in my community of being a soccer coach and knowing so many yeah. people at yeah, Tony, he's a good soccer player. Yeah. Let's go to his church. I got four teams already saying, yes, I want to play in this six V six league uh, and talk about the conversations that can happen. Generally what we do uh, after uh, playing soccer is we go out to a, a restaurant and, and have pizza and, and what we call Lutheran lemonade, which is the cold beers. We do that. And then spiritual conversations mm-hmm. happen. It just happens. That's, that's what happens right. to me. And so now they're on my premises, you know, and, and to be yeah. able to say, we're providing this for you. Let's go out and have more conversations. It just builds trust. It builds all kinds. I mean, you just have many opportunities we're gonna do a soccer league i think people need it the fun the relationship building no that's a prime example of bringing in the community and building those relationships through any kind of means right Mm -hmm. um so you mentioned big soccer fan who's your favorite player who did you idolize growing up what yeah. was that like for you? So you probably won't know it, but it's the Ger- German Bundesliga, Pierre Lidbarski. He was a, a, a number seven on the field, a left winger. Uh, he was really good. But, you know, it's always the, the big talk is for years, do you like Ronaldo or Messi? Who's better, Ronaldo or Messi? You know? <laughs> well, my favorite player these days is from Real Madrid, and it's Sergio Ramos. He's a center back mm. for, for Real Madrid. So, yeah, yeah Sergio yeah. Ramos. Gotcha. Yeah, I know the, um, I probably can't go back too far throughout all the players of history, but I can get the last 10 years here. So Sergio Ramos, nice, nice. Yeah. Wait, so Messi, Team Messi or Team Ronaldo? Uh, Team Ronaldo. uh, I'm not a fan uh, of of, uh, the small, well, I don't know. I guess I I teach (laughs) Messi. I, I don't know. I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite, but Ronaldo is just, despite his confidence, I think just has uh, better soccer abilities. Um, but Messi is definitely a team player. I, I like the way he plays as well, more humble. So if I'm going with the Christian uh, view of it, maybe it's the Messi, <laughs> but I like Ronaldo. All right. Yeah, that's fair. If that makes sense. Um, you know, the the yeah. people are like, I don't even know what he's talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> well, honestly, if we're talking about soccer and if anybody knows any two names, it, it should be those two guys. So right. I think we're okay. <laughs> Pastor Tony, any, any closing words, closing encouragement for our churches and our listeners today? Uh, yeah. I mean, God is working always, you know, even without us, the God's kingdom comes. Um, however, the intentionality and the accountability that we can have as teachers, equippers, to our congregation is just going to help people. You know, people love stories. People love, wow, Pastor Tony, you mean a Muslim came in playing soccer with you and you prayed with him at the altar? Yes. And guess what? (laughs) You can do that too. (laughs) Take your friend to the altar. That's a Muslim and you pray. So that's the (laughs) encouragement. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Could Work on a Mission Field, a podcast of Mission Nation Publishing. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and learned something new today. Until next time, this is Sarah Siang, and remember, you are now entering the mission field.